Well, and the mechanism that we use for this program, as you know, is called StreamYard. Yes, it is. And today, I turn on this device here to start the Ramon Foster show. Yeah. And there's a box you can check at the bottom of it that says, touch up my appearance. Wow. So I mean, who wouldn't hit that box, right? Yep, 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 100%. Because okay. I'm thinking, all right, box could shave. Okay, <laughs> box could put a little, you know, a little gel in or something yeah. like that. Box could get me a different shirt. Yeah. <laughs> didn't no, work. Didn't work, DK? What, what is this saying? You look good already, man? <laughs> no, it didn't say that either. <laughs> it just didn't work. <laughs> you know what it would do on your end? It would get that one gray hair that you found the other day hey, in the beard. It probably was. You see, I went and got a trim, man. It's a little bit better now, I guess, man. Maybe he clipped it out. What you think? I don't know. I don't know. Are we ready for some football? <laughs> no, what I'm not ready for is how they got bets on when we're going to start this show. <laughs> Ron Stanley, we see you. We see you, DK. Oh, I love it. Uh, I love it. Here we go, everybody. Here we go. With a... It's the smiling, happy Le'Veon oh. Bell. <laughs> yes, that's what it is, man. Well, guess what? My bell actually sounded good. I said, I saw good. that. Yeah, it did. Casey's actually on top of it, too. He's like, now that's a ring. Yes, it is. Casey, when, when it's good, it's good. Please say no, it's good. Casey's talking about this one because Casey's the one that bought it. <laughs> don't don't fall for Casey's trap. Oh, uh, my bad, my bad. Hey, Ryan is hot at us, man. Ryan Stanley, man. You see what he's saying right above that comment? What's he say there? He's, he says cost you ten dollars. Oh no. He has real. He had 404 DK. We're we were better than most right there, okay? Favorite barber is offering to take care of Ramon's one gray hair. Hey, I might time, take you up on that. The next time that he's in. What yeah. side of town are you in, uh, your favorite bar? Put that in the comments if you don't mind, Then I definitely, definitely have to uh, tap into that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, DK. I see you looking with a little echo behind. Did no, that's, that's, she's, she turned on her machine over there, and it's echoing. Ooh. You know what? I do feel like I need to change to 1080p. I'm at seven to, uh, uh, it's at 720 right now, but we'll leave it. We'll leave it, DK. Do I look decent? We're yeah, I think, I think you're fine. All right. Well, it says we're on 720. Either way. Either way. Today is exactly one week away from the opening of the Steelers training camp. Actual uh -oh. football can't come soon enough. Ooh. We've had a little bit of a tough time, you might have noticed, filling this program mm. of late. I'm going to try, while we still have the opportunity to d do this sort of thing, with something that's a little bit different. Uh, and that's looking back yeah. over the course of Ramon's 11 years in the NFL. And it's, it's a little, little bit of a serious subject. He doesn't okay. know about this. I'm going to ask do him. not. If there was ever a moment, being totally serious here, actually, yeah. where you said to yourself, what am I doing this for? Oh. <laughs> okay. Now, in light of, I'm going to, while he thinks about this. Yeah. Okay. In light of, Everything that you were reading, hearing, seeing as it results, as it, you know, as related to concussions, CTE, and everything else, yeah. as related to seeing Ryan Shazier get hurt and being there on that field with him, as related to 
the family. Yeah. That you yeah. that that you've you're blessed to surround yourself with. Any point where you said, "What am I doing here?" Oh wow! Oh wow! That's a that's a that's a heavy question. Yeah. But what, what, what else question. are we going to do? And once we get into actual football, we're all going to be like, "What about the depth chart at outside linebacker?" Oh, you know it. You know it. Oh wow! Fascinating, DK. Uh, yeah. I'll say this. Uh, I, I run, I'm running through numerous times in my mind right now too. Excuse me, it's a burp right there. Uh, uh, I would say this. I always talk about that injection I had in my neck. Uh, that was a point. Uh, and, and even after, so catching those stingers before we figured out what was going on, I was just like, what? Is this worth it? You know what I'm saying? It was that portion of it uh, that kind of hit me. It's like, man, this takes a lot. You got to give a lot to this game, but it takes a lot to actually play this game too, which is why players get super – uh, defensive when they're criticized sometimes. You know, DK, mm-hmm. what do you feel like is unjust? Uh, I would probably also say uh, a couple of the concussions just here or there, and I ain't have any, like, severe ones, but any concussion is a concussion. Uh, I remember the the conversation around uh, the movie that was dropped. Uh, I remember... Right here. Yeah, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh's the hub of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember also just trying to say to myself, like, this takes a lot from family. Uh, my family has to follow me around. Uh, how much longer can I do this? And I got that answer, honestly, in 2019. What uh, do you mean? Yeah, as far as like, okay, it's okay to retire. Because that's another portion of it too, DK. But before I, I we go any deeper in that, every time I had those questions, uh, every time that we visited something that was serious like that, like, you know, an injury, uh, having my knee pushed back, hyperextended in camp that one year, uh, the the mental tor- turmoil of of trying to figure out do I belong, um, will I be resigned, am I appreciated? And you know for a fact I deal with the appreciation factor a lot. Well, a lot more. You you weigh that more heavily than most uh, professional athletes. When you play the game, you get a number and then you're out. So if you don't get a a ring or accolades, it's just like, well, hell, was I just another body? But it, it's not the case. And every time I had those serious questions or uh, doubts, I always followed back to, man, I love this. I love the game. I love the sport. Seeing Shea Zier go down like that or Marquise almost losing his leg. See, that's the – a lot of people well, – I mean, it's, it's easy to cite Ryan because his case was, you know, so glaring Yeah. Uh, to everybody. But I, I one of the first guys that I think of is Marquise. Yeah. Okay. And that, and all of his, I don't know, people know that the number of procedures that were done on that ankle, on that leg, uh, just to keep him vertical. Vertical. Uh, okay. And, and, but then this is the other portion of it. So I remember finishing the game in Cincinnati when Shea was out there. And all of us to a man, me looking at the guy to the left, to the guy to my right, we kind of, you know, used some explicatives, DK, and was like, what the bleep are we doing out here? You know, but this is what happens in football. One, you got to absolutely love the game to play it. So that always plays on the heart and feelings, right? That always plays a heart into uh, why you do it. Uh, But then you see the other sacrifices that other players are making. Or you fall into drinking the Kool-Aid where you say, and I think Shea would agree if you ask him next time you see him, right? Would you have rather them not play? And more times than not, he's like, no, y'all better go out there and play football. Because in order to play at the highest level and be a part of that 1% upper echelon side of the game, you got to love and care and and really blood, sweat, and tears 
in it and it kind of draws you back into it. That's the reason I'm so passionate about doing this podcast. That's the reason you do it too. You do other sports, but football might be the one that kickstarts your day, right? You're the one who kickstarts my day. <laughs> Let's be clear here. <laughs> yeah, but but it's 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 always I'd always go back to it, man. I I love the freaking game, DK. Like screw the accolades. Like I love being around the guys. I love being in part a part of a game plan. And and the other part of it too is the sport. It's hard, DK, but I've gotten a lot from it. Um, my family's gotten a lot from it. Did it hurt us in some capacities, personal and and just professionally? Yeah, it did too. But guess what? It's a part of our story and part of where we are right now. Oh, man. Part of my story is all you had to say. Oh. The entire segment could have, could have, it, but th- because that's, look, I, I understand what your ultimate goal was yeah. in this game. You made that clear to me every day for 11 years. But I also understand that your story, yeah, your story yeah. was here I am over here. Here I am not getting drafted. Here I am 11 years in the NFL. And at the conclusion of it, you left on your own terms. Yeah. And no one had to show you the door. No one had to say, hey, Moen, by the way, uh, have you considered anything else in life? Yeah. You, uh-uh. No, DK. And I, I, I've, <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, too, because if you jump in almost any game, you got to have a story to go along with it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's just, you know, the road ran out. Or, uh, man, I I was done on my terms. Like, I, I tell both of my boys, my nephews, and anybody I kind of run into that I care about, like, respect the game. Because the game can do a lot for you. It can teach you life. It can give you life. It can give you a different pathway to go about it, right? But if you love it, and I did, and my story was cool, and truthfully, DK, even though I joke about the undrafted stuff, uh, <laughs> other than the signing bonus and the potential of the floor I would have been working on for contracts, it ain't much I would have changed about it. And I tell my wife this numerous times. My pathway was only meant for me. Like the struggles that I had. Had I been whisked into a, you know, first round, first day type of guy, second day type of guy, or even just drafted in general, I don't know how much longer I would have lasted because I don't know if the appreciation would have been there too. You know what I'm saying? I sure do, actually. I love Wade's comment here. He points out your quote where you say, I like being part of a game plan. Uh, That was excellent, Moan. Thank you. But then Wade puts it into perspective by saying, I like that in construction, which is presumably Wade's line of work. Everybody's got a role. Everybody's got a certain portion of something that they have to build. And then at the end of the day, um, I've talked at various points over the years with people who were involved, for example, in the physical construction of both Heinz Field and PNC Park and yeah. the convention center. All three went up concurrently here in Pittsburgh. And man, they they take it to their grave. Yeah. Okay. And- it might be just this one part or just the drywall on yeah. the eighth floor or whatever it is, but they were part of it. Yeah, and, and that that was the thing about it for me, man. If we we go back to to this portion of it too, uh I like I like being part of the game plan. I don't like no matter how big or how small the role is of any team, but we got one trick play for one guy that don't get many plays on offense. Embrace that. That's just like I tell like anybody, you go to a restaurant, you know, a fast food restaurant, you get bad service. Always say, well, don't do this job. If you're going to suck at the window while handing us our food for dinner, don't do this job. (laughs) If you got one play for a team and you're in the game plan, 
do it to the best of your ability. And I enjoyed being a part of those game plans that, you know, I, I, I'd sit back numerous times. And everybody that covered our offensive line, everybody got their just do it. And you guys in Pittsburgh did a really good job of giving everybody from Matt Fowler, who was starting, to Alejandro, who came in late, to a Kelvin Beecham that was in and out. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their just do I didn't really care about Dave getting the praise for him being a puller or Marquise being down the line of scrimmage, you know, down the field blocking. Because I know if I didn't do my job, those dudes wouldn't get around. They couldn't do theirs. It's, it's It reminds me of Ben himself, Ben Roethlisberger, describing – the way you guys executed the touchdown that Rosie Nix scored. Come on, man. And Ben, Ben goes, that was one that everyone was going <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? Everyone yeah. was going to hit on every assignment, yeah. you know? We were because it's a part of the game plan. You're a part of the game plan. And I hate to see people like, 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 you know, what, like waste away their opportunities because we spoke about that off air last week, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. About a player that was out of the starting lineup or not in the rotation. So he he kind of just X'd himself out. I'm going to only do special teams. I don't want anything to do with the defensive side of the ball. Screw y'all. Still while being on the team, that guy got called up. I don't, as you know, on the screen that I'm looking at, I don't get to see the gifts. I see everything else here. And yeah. I'm getting all kinds of word about a crazy number Any of gifts? gifts. I know you what? see it, Moan. Uh, Darren Watts says we've had 80 plus already today. Swan coming in with a 50. You guys are uh, solid. People start scooping these up, okay? Dolly has <laughs> issued you a challenge that she wants us to get over 600 for today. Remember, the goal is 1,000, wow. at which point there will be merch at yeah. 1,000. Uh, Mononga Hala Mike says, uh, right here, no uncles, no more. <laughs> yeah, we're in there now. Hey, you guys are on fire. Uh, but, DK, that's that's just a part of it, too. Like, sometimes being a role player ain't a bad thing. Sometimes just your pathway being your own, and you might struggle a little bit more. But this is the other portion of it, too, why me going through an injury. You know, like I said, my knee getting pushed back or the neck situation. Or honestly, my back, you know, or stingers that I would get or nerves. Like, there's a lot of toll that comes along with playing at any high level. But guess what? I saw Dave tear his ACL. I saw Marquise almost lose his leg. I saw Gil go through a lot of stuff personally and get suspended football too. You know what I'm saying? Like Alejandro. <laughs> what, what kind of story could I say to him about football that he didn't experience in life in combat? You know what I'm saying? You never know what the person next to you is going through too. And I think that's why sports pressure – kind of pushes you over the top a little bit, DK, when it comes down to, to, to actually being on a team. Not 11 individuals or 22 individuals or five players on a basketball court, nine on the baseball diamond, right? But when each team member is collectively together as a team, you'll have those type of sacrifices that you don't care about. Look, if I go out here to practice and camp after having this, this six-inch needle go in my neck and I'm okay and I'm willing to go again, I'm going to go. Cause that's just a part of it, DK, you know, every once in a while, my friends, plural, that means you guys watching. Yeah. I like to push this guy's buttons and get him serious. This is why, this is why I'm not going to do it all the time, but yeah, I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted this one to become yeah. a member of the Ramon Foster show, a proud member at that go to DKPS.net slash join. And when we come back, we're going to uh, do 
the only segment that really matters with all due respect to this fine segment. Yeah, that's Alex Highsmith and Hey Mo. <laughs> At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Not surprisingly, Moan, we have a lot of questions coming in already regarding Alex Highsmith signing. Uh, the first thing that I want to do is bring up with everyone that this particular program was the one saying there's no drama to be had here. No. Highsmith will signed how many times did we say it moan we did i thought it would be a little bit later to get to camp but the fact that it's before camp man guess what i know who's buying uh d lineman gifts this camp <laughs> it will be alex i smith who do you think plays the ramon foster role at, at chuck Knoll field and stands up during the stretches and says to every and shouts out to yeah. the hills the way you did when cam <laughs> hayward got his extension cam got i'll give you two one i hope it's cam and that's the yeah, obvious answer it should but be you, you kind of know who i really hope it is and you take hmm. a little pressure off i hope it's tj oh I that'd be so good <laughs> i love it? it i hope it's tj because that means bro you were good enough on that side to get extended out on this team, a legendary team, a, a team where there was a guy in front of him, Bud Dupree, that didn't get this extension in Pittsburgh. And I know Bud had the ACL, if I'm not mistaken. So and all anybody wanted from Highsmith when he was yeah. drafted, please just be a poor man's Bud. Remember that? I'm glad Let's you not said change that. That was, that was our outlook. Yes, you don't was. have to be Bud. Remember we all kept saying, you don't have to be Bud. Nobody no. expects you to be Bud. But then he comes up with 14 and a half sacks and he ties for the league lead with five forced fumbles. Sean Patrick wants to know, hey, Moan, now that Highsmith is signed, in your honest opinion, is there a better edge duo? And if so, who might it be? A duo is hard to say because I got to think about who's got a two-man tandem like that. Uh, only I, I can go to individuals because it's the stars. Let me say this, 49ers. Right, they they have a very dynamic edge rusher. When you have a very dynamic one, it lets the other guy go eat. Right, yes, so it all, should. It should I'm always in that conversation with the Bosa brothers. Right, both of them. Uh, but I would also say anybody across from Miles Garrett probably is in that conversation too. I don't know who their other edge rusher is. If it's Clowney, I think they no, are choosing not to. It was him. when Clowney felt like playing. Yeah, when he felt like playing. But as it stands right now. <laughs> I can never discount Baltimore, although they don't have a dominant one like that, but their defense is always really good. It has to be Pittsburgh. If they're not number one, they're top five. Aaron Give me Donald's a better not, answer. Aaron Donald's not an edge rusher. He's a rusher, but he's not an edge rusher. I think we're Just, talking about edge rusher duos here. I would almost throw – I see Jake is a member saying that too, Garrett and uh, Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith, yeah. You got to think Zadarius got kind of pushed out of Minnesota recently. He's a little mm -hmm. bit older. I don't know what's left in the tank. We're talking about two guys – one is at the prime of his spot right now, and that's T.J. Watt. And Alex Smith is still learning to become into the prime of his spot. I think we're talking about two different things right here when we're talking about it being uh, Zadarius. Jason Esch says, I love the signing and the contract. I don't understand the negativity from other local media 
what other what uh, let me say this because i think ahead, this is unique. i don't even know what do you mean actually jason when you say that i've said i've seen this be said a lot too oh man that's kind of steep for 17 million a year dk oh it is let me let me say this though i we've talked i've been saying this for a while what happens in the next couple of years with the nfl tv contracts go up gambling contracts go up streaming contracts go up what, what you're seeing up? now cap. streaming cap. Cap. No, the cap, the cap. Because it's a percentage it's not a fixed figure because of all this money y'all yeah. y'all gotta look at this too the NFL is changing the way the money is, is being poured out, not dispersed, just poured out. Guys like Alex Highsmith five years ago, this will be an $8 million a year deal. But because the NFL has grown so much and there's so much more money, eight is now the new $17 million a year. A number two wide receiver, DK, let's go back five years to 2019. Deontay got about $18 million a year. AB was the number one highest paid wide receiver at $19 million a year five years ago. That's what we're talking about. The number one wide receiver now is $25 million a year. So this is just market adjustment. Just get used to seeing these numbers as it pertains to people being signed on your team. You know, the the, the best way as Chyla celebrates uh, Alex Highsmith's really fine spin move, by the way. Oh, yeah. That he has coming into the inside hit. Yep. It, it's a it's a tough thing uh, to get going. Dean points out here that it took Bud three years before he exploded. It did stats-wise. Yeah. Uh, Alex has grown each year progress, and Alex came in with what Mike Tomlin often likes to refer to as a, as a high floor. Yes, he as did. As opposed to a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees, by the way, the, the last guy I've heard Tomlin refer to as a high floor guy was Kenny Pickett. Oh, see? You're starting. Mm-hmm. What that means is you're he's, a little bit more progressive. He's not gonna fall apart. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You've progressed a little bit more than we thought you would coming in as an early pro. That's exactly what that means. What Alex did though early on was do one good thing good. DK. Mm. He did what Bud did and stopped the run. Right. Nobody in the he, he sealed I, his edge. James Harrison wasn't gonna let him pull it off any other way. So my man. Okay. And that's that's one thing I was about to say. Everybody that plays that right outside linebacker, that's the position that Alex plays, right, DK? Right yep. DN, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, right outside edge. That side is notorious for making sure nobody runs outside. Whether it was James, whether it was Lamar, whether it was Bud, whether or, or Worlds. Remember, nobody runs outside. TJ got that side on lock over there. Nobody better not get outside that edge. And Alex Highsmith has done that well while also developing a pass rush. Which also, by the way, mitigates the team's shortcomings at inside linebacker. Let me be the one who say that here. Toddy says, if the Steelers had waited to sign Alex Highsmith, they probably would have had to pay $20 million per year. And that brings me to the point that I wanted to bring up with you, Moan, regarding Highsmith. Yeah. When you were in contract negotiations – with the Steelers, yeah. whether that was Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, or both. Did you ever hear them say to you, we're not going to pay you for what you've done? Right. We're going to pay you for what you're going to do. Yeah. Okay? It, it, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not payment in arrears. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not after-the-fact compensation. Yeah. So what the Steelers are doing here, they make – by some accounting, Alex Highsmith is a top 10 paid edge rusher, which I think should answer our earlier question. Do the Steelers have the top whatever? Well, they got two of those guys. They got two, okay? of them. They got two of the top 10 paid. Now, is Alex a top 10 edge rusher? I think you can debate that back and forth all day. All right. 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 However, 
The point is, is that they are expecting him to be that. They are challenging him to be that. Not in the past, that's over. But in the future, they anticipate it. The beauty of a player getting the money is this. They get it. They have that, whoo, I can breathe. But you know so you know what also comes with that? The pressure of the money, too. And that's what they're paying you for. You get 17, you're in the big boy show now. Now let's go make those plays that we're paying you for moving forward. TJ can't be in. Guess what? You got to go answer the bell. And that's the beautiful part about it, too, DK. Like a little bit of pressure. It's always a beautiful thing. You ask any player, do you want to be relaxed? Yeah, I want to be relaxed. But if you have just a little bit of anxiety to perform, takes you over the top. Eric Shula says that some local media are arguing that Highsmith. You know, there's no local media. Are you watching this show or not, Eric? You know, we're keeping it real here. We will criticize. We will praise but we're not going to just go for hot takes and let's let's say something spectacular so that Eric Shulo has a reaction. Eric, this is what I would say about this. When you're on a good team, whether it be just the offensive side mm-hmm. of the ball or the defensive side of the ball, I have a, a, a mantra that I kind of have left with the Steelers. I kind of said it in our room and it showed too. If you win and you're good, Eric, everybody eats. DK, why did everybody in that room on that offensive line get extended? For in this, our offensive for in this, our offensive line room. For the same reason that everybody on that defense got onto the cover of ESPN the magazine, not just a couple of guys, but all eleven were on what, there. Rising, what is it? High tide raises all boats. That's it. If, if TJ's good and you eat off of his plate too, it don't matter, y'all. <clears throat> it don't. Marquis bringing more eyes to offensive line play centers, right? DK, did you make money off of Antonio Brown? Yes. Did Antonio Brown make money off of you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this isn't complicated. There's, there's nothing wrong with being the guy that's in the car with everybody else making <clears throat> bread. Like, this is a part of it. Why? Okay, Georgia had 15 players or more drafted this year. Mm-hmm. Why, DK? Because that boat just kept going up. It's good. It's okay to say that. I had somebody tell me today, the University of <clears throat> Michigan, right? Has seven draft eligible guys. How many starters is it well, as far as offensive linemen in the league or on any team? Five. Five. Yep. There are two other players that are saying they're draft eligible and will get drafted because that group is good and is notoriously good, DK. At the Get Go Cafe and Market, Ooh, as Randy awesome. Duncan reminds us, quality is at the core of every menu item. Yes. Three expert chefs. We're going to refer to them today as Randy Swan. And Eric. Yes. How's that? I like they that. They fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to as crave ability. Order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today. Better believe it. Real quick, too, DK. If you all's business or job is doing well, your company more likely, if they still do those things, administer bonuses. That's why Alex Highsmith gets paid and eat all, eat with uh, T.J. Watt. That's just the game. It's That's just it. public now. And you also have to protect your investment on the other side. You don't want T.J. Watt having somebody weak on the other side, or you, then you're wasting some of the money that you spend on T.J. It's all tied together. Josh Grimm says, hey, Moan, if we make the somewhat unfair assumption that both T.J. and Alex play 17 full games, how many sacks can they combine for? Oh, Lord. Now it's because you got to pick a pick a guy, right? 
and when it comes down to what they've done in years past. I'll say this. Both of them have hit double digits. Alex Highsmith hit 11, I think, last year. That's a magical number for everybody. Get to double digits. If TJ can get us 17 sacks, one a game, essentially, that's an all-pro season. If Alex Highsmith gets us 12, even beautiful. So I'll go TJ just because he, he has numerous games where he gets multiple sacks. I, I'll go TJ in 17 games, all healthy, 18. And I go Alex Highsmith, 13. Wow. Savvy enough? Won um, a game. Yeah. I mean, they're good enough to, that you know, and the defense is structured. Let's remember this, too. Not every defense in the NFL, in fact, increasingly, well, I should say decreasingly fewer. You're seeing that across the league where you're not seeing as much of an emphasis on sacks and pass rush. Yeah, uh, The Steelers are one of those, one of the very few, obviously, three, four defenses that are out there. They still prioritize it. They still they insist on getting after the, the quarterback. Um, yes. Jerry asks, hey, Moan, any thoughts on Kenny Pickett re-signing after this season? Will the Steelers have a Bengals situation when it comes to salary? Kenny's under contract for a while. This is only year two for Kenny? Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe uh... maybe Jerry. what Jerry's asking here is whether or not you want to start talking about something longer term. I will say this after three going into four, I can see that being the case Yeah, just because you, you, you keep that quarterback number down. Okay. You keep the quarterback number down. And then of course the representation of, mm-hmm. uh, of Kenny Pickett will also understand NFL money's going to go up so they can plan to just get paid down the line. Y- y'all know that's just exactly how it goes. Most franchise quarterbacks, they don't ever want to get to the franchise tag or the uh, fifth year option. I'd say going into year four. 87 gifts today. You guys are on fire, man. Yeah. You again, just are. Swan coming through with 50. I don't mean to leave anybody else out here, but a 50 is a 50. Okay. I mean, that's a 50 ball right there. I'm uh, seeing it right now. And Swan reminds everybody here that if if you're sitting at the uncle's table and you haven't made it over, you have to activate that you're accepting gift memberships. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll come your way. It'll come with a little notice or notification. And then click on the little box on the top. Yeah. Gift box, she says. Yes. Um, And and then you can come in and utilize all of the various fun emojis and everything that you're seeing. No doubt. I mean, we're like Dean here, man. The cap got higher on the Ramon Foster show, DK. (laughs) 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 Cap got higher, man. Jeez. Yeah, that's it. Swan says, those of you who are in gray, I think you can grab the gift if you go to be a member. Hey, That's That's DKPS.net slash join here's mark lancaster with another nebulous reference to the media the media acts as if we haven't addressed offense only defense what is the media they're just it's individuals there's no such grand construct it's not like there's all of the media sit in a room and they come and meet here and say let's come up with an opinion yeah, and that's it's uh it's a season of lying still because it's the off season there <laughs> or the season of trying to make headlines. Mark, what I would tell you is this: uh, the offense has been addressed. It's just they did it the year before. You got a rookie quarterback. The thing that you need from this offense, our offense, is this: uh, is he's got Paul Skeens as his <laughs> as his profile picture. Mm-hmm, that's good. Uh, is, yeah, I, the Pittsburgh's excited about him. Uh, what I'll say is is this, man: um, you got to get guys that become household names. You get one or two household names on offense. 
they'll act like, oh, Lord, this just happened overnight. You guys <laughs> have lived it every day because you're still a fans. They don't recognize it yet. We know how much we're expecting from George Pickens, Deontay, Allen uh, Robinson, like the offensive line gelling with a young rookie potentially, and tight ends who are – by the way, Pat Frymuth is a top 20 – I mean, top 10 tight end in the league right now on the list that I just saw from Jeremy Fowler. Whatever you want to make of that, the recognition is there. But if Pat becomes a guy, Kenny has a big jump, George grows up more, and Allen Robinson researches his uh, his ability to be a pass catcher again. I mean, you look at the names you have. They just have to become stars. Donald Tillman, who's still working on becoming a member, says, instead of just taking our challenge about the two edge rushers, he takes T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and Larry Ogunjobi and Cam Hayward and comes up with a 50. Anderson says 60. I mean, we can do yeah, this into man. infinity here. You know but- what's special about that last uh, post you just put up, though, DK? What's that? That's very unique. Each one of those guys can stop the run and get after the and quarterback. And get to the quarterback. Yeah. That's what we're going to need the young fellow Keanu Benton to add to his game, just too. Took the words out of him. And, and he can. I'm just saying. He has that in his repertoire. He's not somebody, he, you know. Remember, we all thought the same thing about Javon Hargrave when he came here. Yep. And it was like, all all Javon can do, he's just going to be a, a, a Casey Hampton. Stopper. Yeah, he's going to be, a, he's going to take up two blocks mm-hmm. and whatever. Uh-uh. No, no. And to that same case, I want to hit one real quick. I thought it was very unique, man. That was uh, pretty significant. I got James Lawson. Hey, Mo, is what he says. Does it just feel different with Omar or not? What's that mean? Others have asked that. What does that mean, though, exactly? I think it feels like you're not just stuck in mud. The thing is, Kev was never really kind of stuck in mud with, you know, like signing guys early. Kev would have probably waited to training camp, right? Can Mm -hmm. we agree on that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Cobra would have waited to training camp. Omar gets it moving because Omar, you got to understand. What okay, he, that's different. Yes. He's been around the players a whole lot. When you're not the big boss, meaning GM and Omar, he would come to the locker room, talk to us on buses. So he understands players probably more because he was able to connect with us and just honestly be a guy for a little while. So Omar probably was like, man, let's go and get this over with. If I believe in you, you believe in me. And that's how it's supposed to be. He got Kev, he has Kev's DNA, but he operating different. And that's how it should be. I, I I'll I'll be honest here. I didn't know what to expect from him. Other Omar? Than, uh, yeah, other than to behave as a Colbert apprentice. Yes. Okay. Um, I knew that he'd be comfortable with the cap guy concept the portion of it obviously concept i say nope. that only because only <laughs> because of how, how omar really took exception to when i asked him that at his introductory press conference yeah. about about how you know we all thought of you for years as the cap guy will you you know what, what will you be able to contribute from the football oh my god it was like <laughs> i shot daggers at him right yeah yeah uh, but he's become his own guy and that makes even if he's wrong yeah i respect that you know, that much more. Yeah. I, I, I really do. Here, uh, I'm with you, Travel with Dana. <laughs> He's ready for football. But this one's unique, and we ain't have a star. It's from our guy, Sticky B. Or lady. I'm not sure Sticky B. But it has, uh, hey, Moan, do you think Gentry survives training camp? Or do you think the Steelers go into the season with Pat Hayward and Washington? I think he does. I think Connor Hayward's role won't be primarily a tight end. I think, DK, we got our lead fullback, we got an H-back out of him, and we got a scat type of guy. And also, Connor has showed us what? 
he can catch the ball down the field. So Gentry's role, is he active every week? I don't know. He needs to go prove that probably on special teams first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm leaning that he's going to be on this 53-man roster. Akeem comes in and says, am I a homer or is this offense loaded? The fact that you asked that, Q. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, Q. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You want us to confirm what you're thinking. You are a, you are a hopeful homer. Okay. <laughs> you are. Look, this isn't to be a, you know, dour about this. They got to uh, do it. I do. Okay. I everything do. that we're discussing, almost everything that we're discussing as it relates to this offense is, is theoretical. Mm-hmm. Well, theoretically, mm-hmm. Kenny should be better in the second year. Theoretically, Deontay Johnson can stop running backward. Theoretically, yeah. they're going to get the ball to George Pickens more often. Theoretically, the running game will continue right where it left off. We have no idea. They got to do it. Yes, Not they do. Another one, you know? Yeah. What do yes, you know about Calvin do. Austin? It's all theory. It is all theory, which, by the way, I think he's got like top <laughs> – you're going to laugh when I say this. He got top 10 speeds on uh, Madden for whatever that's worth. Oh, he should. He, he might have to. He might have top five. <laughs> no doubt, DK. Uh, by uh, the way, it's Marvin Senior, you're far too kind. Okay, he just dropped a nineteen dollar spot, a uh, twenty dollar spot on us, DK. When did Marvin? Uh, Marvin came in. He did. Did he even knock? He doesn't have to anymore. He's he he's to. like Kramer. He can just open the door. <laughs> right, <laughs> Marvin <laughs> Kramer. He really is. Hope you're doing well, Marvin Senior, man. Uh, it's all, we're, we're a week away is all I'll tell you. It's, we're really a week away. <laughs> D won't let go of the Homer concept on Q because that's just how that is. Again, this isn't knocking them. This isn't no. even necessarily doubting them. It's just that they've got to do it. Dr. Shadow wants to know, hey, Moan, what are the rookies feeling a few days before training camp? Nervous. Scared a little bit, uh, uncertain, uh, but probably I, I can't even say you're eager because you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. You know what OTAs and minicamp was, but hearing those vets get loud and honestly get uh, primal, uh, okay, get real serious about the business of football and camp, you better embrace it or you like you better fit in with the wolves or get treated like a sheep. That's essentially what I'm saying because watching Casey Hampton and uh, Brett Kiesel and and Ryan Clark with his loud self on the field, Larry Foot, it RC. can be intimidating. <laughs> RC was a talker, and you know he was, man. Uh, but but like watching them, <laughs> watching them dudes wanting physical confrontation. If you're really not built for a Pittsburgh Steelers training camp, it ain't nothing you can do to physically if you're not mentally ready to handle all that type of stuff so for a rookie embrace it or get ate up you know more than anything else you would think that they would want to come in and just go with the flow that was the way broderick jones most recently described it to me uh his approach coming into not so much rookie camp because it was all rookies but then after that once the vets started coming in for otas and for mini camp Broderick, he was doing his thing. He was doing what he had to do. But at the same time, he wasn't front and centering on anything. Yeah. He, he, everything was just moving with the flow. Where are the, where are the offensive line? Oh, they're over here. I'm yeah. going to walk with them. 
Yeah. You know, if you watch the pictures or the videos, the few that the Steelers themselves put out, I'm there watching it in person. We're not allowed to film any of it. But when the Steelers put their own shots out, you'll notice that Broderick Jones is always kind of in the background. Yeah. Okay. He's following the other offensive linemen. Yep. And that's that's different. Oh, also, James brings this up. Tomlin's tone changes. Hey, he is one of the loudest barkers because – Again, man, DK, like you, you, you're you're there, right? And you're on the ground close to the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say this, and I, I need to clear it up before I say it. he's not a player's coach. But the way <laughs> Coach Tomlin goes at guys, jest them, bark at them loud, demand a whole lot of them, it can seem like he's chilling you on. No, that crap is intimidating as hell. Yeah, when he's bringing when he's bringing your name up. And it'll sound like it's in some friendly tone. Yeah. Can I give a little? Can I give a little example here? Please, sir. Go ahead. All right. Not that you don't have a million of them, but this is just from this summer. Okay. Uh, We're walking out of the indoor facility. This was in OTAs or whatever. And Gunnar Olszewski's about like I don't know, ten, fifteen feet in front of us. Yeah. And I'm walking next to the coach, and the coach, for out of nowhere, you can actually picture this. Yeah. uh, Just goes. Uh, what's Gunner's number? I forgot. Is it 80 or something it, like that? I think it's 80. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Let me look it up here. I'm looking it up too. Okay, so we can story be really, if I, is it, he used his number in the conversation. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Right. Uh, I got it right here. Gunner is 89. Okay. He goes, Hey, yo, eight, nine. I haven't been paying much attention to you. Don't mean that doesn't, or don't think that doesn't mean I don't need you. Okay. Don't think that doesn't mean that I need you. I need you. Okay. And he said, he actually said, I need your hind quarters. Okay. Is what he said. Okay. I need your rear end. Okay. I need you. Okay. Now here we are, we're crossing a parking lot from the indoor facility to the back over to the team headquarters where the locker room is. He sees an opportunity to coach. Okay. He's not going to just shoot the breeze or whatever else here. He's looking for he, an opportunity to coach. DK. And what's what's Gunner's reaction when he hears that, Moan? That, that's what I want to hear from you. It's so many, okay, because this is where this is just where it's at. Him saying, look, I ain't what did he say again? I hadn't been paying attention I to you. I haven't been paying attention to you. Don't think that doesn't mean I don't need your blank. You know what probably happened? He probably saw Gunner take a player two off. And he's probably thinking to himself, Oh, you're no. I hadn't even thought of that. Don't say, don't do that. Because you can be a big part of this team if you continue to do what you've been doing without me having to coach you every single play. But he told Garner this without saying it. Coach T says a lot of stuff. He'll give you every answer to the test, DK. That's what I tell young guys. Listen to what he says. Because it's a matter of how you embrace what it's never personal. Look, I know you probably took a few plays off in special teams, a wide receiver, or George is getting all the love, or we're happy about Calvin being back. Don't minimize what you got going on. Don't make me have to cut you, is what he told him. Do what you've been doing at a higher rate every single practice so you make my job easier. Now, a lot of guys would just be like, oh, well, I'm good. Or, hey, this is just one of those things coaches always picking on me. No, he's letting you know this. I trust you enough to do your job. Don't make me coach you. I got other responsibility over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he's got other. Actually, that was somewhere in there too that he's got other I don't, people to watch. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, that's so funny. You, you, God, you know the guy so well. He I actually, it was, there was something else in there that I didn't, that I left out where he said 
something to the effect of, I got other people to watch here. I'm not here to chill eat you, man. Go do your job. Therefore, I can count you as one of my 53s. That's what he pretty much told him. You should be grown up by now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so freaking crazy. Thanks to Dean for the $10 contribution. Appreciate you, Dean. Yeah, we're having uh, we're having quite the day here on the show. We are, man. Uh, John uh, Matthews says, one thing we definitely have as Steelers fans is the best coach in yeah. the AFC North. I'm sure you just... would limit it to the division, but... I know, right? Y'all just got to listen to Coach T sometimes. He's giving you every answer to the test that you could possibly want. Like Look, I told you, the day he, he caught me coming, uh, going to snack, and uh, he was working out. Like, he just friendly exchange. Hey, big fella, come here. How you think you're doing? He already knew the answer. He just needed me to know. He needed to know I was confident in myself. Finish it for everybody who hasn't heard he it. He told me, big fella, how you doing? I feel like I'm doing all right. You are. He was like, just keep doing those things. That's all. I, I'm getting chills thinking yeah, about that. I love that story. <laughs> what, you, what you left out is that was from when you were super crazy young. Yeah, and that was my rookie yeah. year. Yeah. And I uh-huh. had no idea what anything was, but I had good days of practices, and I had probably already made the team at that point in line for him to get off the elliptical and ask me how I thought I was doing. Mm-hmm. He just needed to hear me say, Coach, I think I'm doing pretty good. We're going to take a couple more today. Luke says, hey, Moan, who was the loudest coach? Joey Porter Sr. <laughs> I mean, hands down. Between him and Coach Butts, them two together was like the Bash Brothers is what they were. I have an asterisk on this one, though. Who, who you got? The coach who would be the loudest if he wouldn't lose his freaking voice on the first two, three days of camp would be a special teams coach. Danny Smith. I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> Is that a good Danny Smith? With that big old uh, bob blob of gum in his jaws. Uh, uh, yes, man. That is Danny Smith uh, while while swearing like a sailor, man. You love oh, Danny Smith. Jeez. Uh, let's, let's take that. They got uh, me, DK. You got me at the start of this show, and James knows it, man. Where is what's it that? at? Where is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it took us a little while to get back from our vacation. So did you guys see us on Monday? Hey, everybody at the Ramon Foster Show. <laughs> Energy is there, man. Uh, but that's just what we do, man. <laughs> to become a member of this ridiculous show, it is. make sure to go to dkps.net slash join. I had a couple that were starred here. I got that, one. That, that's good, you? too. From the go Uncle ahead. Saber, though. Ron, right. it's pretty solid. Who got cussed out by Mike T the worst while you are a stiller? And how did they fire him up? It wasn't anything on the field. I think everybody saw the clip of him going at Marquise about fighting somebody and stuff like that. That's about the tone he's going to treat you with on game day. He's not one of those curse you out type of coaches about football. Anytime I've ever seen him go off and I would not disclose a player, it was of something personal that they knew better on what they were doing because he hates to see players squander away opportunities when they got a crazy opportunity in front of them. It's never disrespectful unless you do something personal in your life. Right, DK? Mm-hmm. No, he's not He's not looking necessarily, you know, to, to embarrass you or anything like that. Although I've seen times when that's happened too. Yeah. yeah. So ultimately the goal is to pick you up, but you're not going to see like a uh, 
you're not going to see him freaking out on somebody and then stopping practice and yelling at one guy. Like, you freaking suck. You deserve to be on yeah, the bus now. Nah. Yeah, that, it's not that. I ain't ever seen him lose his top like that. I didn't interrupt you right there, but I just but had to true. address that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I think that part needs to be made clear here. It's not. There's not a, uh, there's not a berating that happens individually. Uh, being loud is different, but he tends to find a way to massage it. He does. And he's uh, naturally louder, I think, when he's speaking because he's around the crowd so much, too. That in itself is intimidating. Mm-hmm. Last question for today, and befitting the subject of Alex Highsmith, comes from Ashish, who says, Hey, Moan, what takes a pass rusher farther? Is it raw athleticism or skill set? This is actually the best question we've had all day because I look at you know TJ, and I have a third answer that's not right. raw athleticism and not skill set. Well, I got neither one of those answers in my list. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Uh, raw athleticism, you have that in you. Uh, skill set is something that you do reps with. You acquire. You acquire. What takes you over the top is film, knowing oh, your opponent. Okay. That's the only thing that's going to separate you from the other. When I say, when you say raw athleticism, that means oh, if you get stronger, get stronger. You got to get more bend, get more bend. You need more stretching, get more stretching. Skill set, you can do all this on those dummy drills all you want to but if you don't know what the guy in front of you is doing and how to attack him and how he's going to attack you then you have zero chance and, and case in point when we're in the summer or like when springtime otas and minicamp and even in the beginning stages of camp before we start film study i tell young offensive linemen hey your number one job right now is to study your film tape your practice tape every single day 97 or 93 is your number one opponent. Figure out how you're going to beat them. The moment you figure out how to survive them in camp is the moment you learn how to study film. And that translates over to the game. It's film. That's why we watch so much of it. Mm-hmm. So what I see here, watch this. This is great. You ready? Donnie says mentality. Dean says intel. Stooge says tenacity. Hand over fist says hard work, but you ready for this? What's that? Sean Monroe says DK wants to say motor. That's amazing. <laughs> That's actually the freaking word. That's all I was waiting on. Yeah. Because when we think of TJ, what do we think of? His motor. His motor. Yeah. It's uncommon. It was yeah. uncommon in college. It was uncommon before he played defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. TJ has this relentless motor this engine about him he does and that's the reason that by the way that we're always talking about not two outside linebackers but we're talking about three, three. we're talking about a rotation because tj has to tap out alex has to tap out it's a high expenditure position yep. am i right moan yes it is and and that's fair and i'm glad hogue said this hog said that's this amazing too. james harrison had one too <laughs> Miles Garrett has one too. You got to be relentless in how you attack because you, the the success rate is low actually for outside rushers. We're talking about one sack a game puts you in the All Pro, right? So the success rate of getting a sack isn't necessarily a high hit rate, but it is that motor of going back to the drawing board. And like I said, understanding oh my gosh, understanding uh, how folks will block you is also a thing. I go film DK which you go motor, which is fine too. Well, actually, the one thing that TJ and and Alex would both agree with us on if they were on a show with us at this moment is that all four of those things are needed and then a whole bunch more. And then a bunch more, man. Absolutely. But but the real issue here is that Ron Slay has just popped in. 
making his own Kramer-like entrance. For y'all that don't know, that is my brother, actual blood brother, and he just find ways to come troll me while he's also he's on the radio he's on his right own now. Show, he's yeah. On the, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Fantastic. Rage Brothers together. Rage yeah. Brothers are here. I love it. This is by far the fastest this was, fifty this was minutes, the best episode of the Ramon Foster show ever, ever done. Man, goodness, you'd never imagine we started with something that was super serious either. What the heck, DK? What what the world is going on, man? I don't know. I he was. Know. He was just on Paul Feinbaum's show here. Well, tomorrow here we're gonna Nashville. we're gonna do a, a training camp themed show. Uh, to get to get us rolling into the last weekend without yeah. football for a long, long time. Okay, we're yeah. gonna try to make it count. I don't know if it'll be this good, but we'll we'll give it a shot. I know? don't know either. We got folks right now saying extend this episode, DK. <laughs> the algorithm telling we got to keep it low is pretty much what they're saying. Yeah, algorithms don't lie. They no, don't they lie don't, here. Man. All right, guys. See everybody tomorrow. This was fun, y'all. Yeah, bring this tough. back on a yeah, Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. Like, just continue it. Yeah, tomorrow's part two of this awesome show. I like I like that. That's a tease right there. <laughs>